Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Frankie. And I'm Alex. And this is FNA Van Life. Today we are speaking with our friend Bart. He's one of the people who've been following us on YouTube for a really long time. And we actually met up with him when we were in Texas, went out for some delicious Texas barbecue. Mm -hmm. And then he happened to be in Florida last week. So we met up again. And he actually decided to come and help us out with our build a little bit, which is really nice of him. Uh, so he spent a couple of days here and helped us out with the build. But what we found that was like super interesting was just uh, everybody's in a different stage of van life, right? Yeah. And so Bart's somebody who's been thinking about van life for a really long time, planning for van life for a really long time. And it got me thinking that, you know, before we actually got on the road, there was a really long lead up to that moment of actually, you know, handing the keys to the apartment back to our landlord oh, yeah. and driving away. No, like a, it was like more like a year and a half for us when you really think about the full picture, right? Because it took us six months just to find the van, then six months to build the van, which is a year. But previous to that, six months before that, we were like thinking about it and planning it and saving the money for it. And, you know. Yeah, it was a really long process. Just from like the inception of the idea to then, okay, we're going to write a budget and, like, think yeah. about how we're going to afford this. And then, like, okay, if we're going to quit our jobs, these are the things that we need to do. And then finding the van, like you said, yeah. and building. So, you know, way before the finding and the building, there's all the thinking and the planning. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, a lot of people neglect that wherever you are on this journey, you're still on the journey. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a lot of people who are, you know, you're not van life unless you're, you know, living in this kind of rig yeah. for this long. And like, there was someone online who was like, in. 10 years. Yeah. I was like, you're telling me I have to do something for 10 years to say that like, I do it. Yeah. No, I do it now. And I'm trying to do it for as long as I possibly know at the moment. Um, but who knows? Life could change. And that's what makes it a different moment for each person that's in van life, you know? Right. So it's just kind of interesting to think because I feel like a lot of people listening to the podcast are in different stages of van life. So mm -hmm. whether that's actually on the road traveling, enjoying van life or thinking about van life. Yeah. Or even the opposite end, like thinking about that they're getting out of van life. But, you know, I think you got to ask yourself that question while you're getting out of it, right? Mm -hmm. Or why you're getting into it. And even. then I feel I feel like some people get out and then realize quickly that they want to get back in, but this time they want to do it in a rig that's exactly for them. Or they want to do it in a different way that's like part-time. Yeah. I think, you know, I've heard people say that, you know, it's definitely nice in some respects to have the stability of home or like if you want to be a property owner or a landowner or have some kind of income generating property that then allows you to travel more. Um, the, but mo the more things that you could have that are benefiting you so you could travel like land and rental spaces and stuff like that. I mean, it's only uh, helpful for you. Yeah. You know, don't think of that stuff as a burden because those things could be very helpful in your success of traveling. Yeah, and even like um, Steve and Audra, another van life couple that we met up the other day, they still own their house in Florida. Mm -hmm. And so they're kind of debating about what to do with the house and do we yeah. keep the house, do we sell the house, the house is paid off, it. like what do we do? Um, and so for them, it's a little bit of a tie because they can't leave for so long. Before they feel like they have to come back. Right. 
But if you had a long-term renter or even was doing Airbnb or something like that, if you're comfortable having other people in your space, yeah. um, it could really facilitate your ability to travel longer. Yeah. But then you also have the people that like legit just take all their stuff, throw it in the van. They don't even build anything and they're out. Yeah. That's like the, you know, not van life today, van life tomorrow kind of folks. But I'm in van life. I'm doing it. And yeah. I'm going to figure out what I need to live this type of lifestyle for me. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody is different once again. So uh, the way that we see van life in the sense of like it being a mobile home and place to facilitate where we get to sleep and lay our heads and have security in um, and have our creature comforts, I guess you could say, in that place mm-hmm. is what makes it a home van life to us and a home to us. But other people could just have the four walls and put down a cot and feel fine. Mm-hmm. You know? Or they might not have a choice. I've seen a lot of people be like, okay, my, you know, apartment rental's up on this day. Mm. I have this many days to get into a van, and that's it. Yeah, and that's you a know? completely separate case. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. every, everybody has an individual reason why they want to get into van life but in a sense i feel like van life is almost like a state of mind Uh like even before we actually moved into the van yes everything that we were consuming everything that we were thinking about all of our choices our you know downsizing of our life becoming more of a minimalist yeah it was all very much with the thought and idea and goal of van life Mm -hmm. um but i think that everybody who lives this lifestyle has similar you know, challenges that they have to overcome in terms of downsizing and getting rid of stuff and even just getting rid of like the mental clutter that comes with living in a house. Like, you know, I'm looking around and there's just so much stuff stuff. everywhere. Yeah, there's so much stuff. Everything, like, it seems like you always have something stimulating you. Yeah. Where it's like sometimes you need to not be stimulated and just relax and think and be able to be with your thoughts only. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like in very cluttered, crowded places, it's very hard to do that. Just there's constant reminders all the time of what has went in the past or, you know. Or even just like a weird flashing light over there yeah. or like some like computer noise or yeah, whatever it's a lot. it is. Or, you know. um, just so an update, we are not currently in the van. If we were in the van, we wouldn't have made that statement. That yeah. stuff everywhere. But we are currently living at Frankie's mom's place um, while we're building our second rig out in the parking lot. Yeah, and if you guys want to see more of that stuff, you can find our YouTube channel, FNA Van Life, on YouTube. Uh, it's very easy to find us. I mean, you'll see it. You'll know it's us, <laughs> believe me. And also, um, I guess we should talk about the you know, sponsor so to speak, of today's podcast is actually our book that we wrote. Yes. (laughs) Our Van Life book. Yeah, Van Life, uh, Van Life, Dream Life. It's too many letters for you. It's It's like too many Ds. You get confused. Van Life. Daydream to dream life. It's a dream life. life. There you go. (laughs) I always get messed up. See? You just can't can't talk right now at all. So the book is called Van Life Daydream to Dream Life. It's available on Amazon Kindle. And it's free if you have Amazon Unlimited or Uh it's $4.99 from the Kindle store. Yeah, go check it out. Support us if you guys like us as well as it's there's tons of valuable information of what we learned on our first time around going through this situation and now even being able to apply all those things to what we're going through now, they are so relevant. 
totally. And it's helpful to you no matter where you are in that van life journey. So mm-hmm. if you're somebody who's just starting to think and plan and you're, you know, a year or two out from van life, or if you're somebody who's already been on the road or, you know, is getting on the road shortly, these It's even lessons... for the people that are in like 10 years and they've been doing <laughs> van life because realistically we're still just sharing our experiences and right. maybe that we've had a similar experience and, you know, you guys can relate to us and understand where we're coming from. Yeah, so be sure to go check the book out. Um, we'll have links down in the description of today's podcast yes, episode where yes. you can always check it out, um, fnavanlife.com. On our website, we have all of the details. So let's get into this with Bart. Let's do it. Let's ask him the big question. Why van life? Well, I have two answers. The quick one, why not? The long one. For me personally, not to speak for anyone else out there trying to get into it, I love the outdoors. And for some strange reason, I love to drive. Uh, It's calming. Uh, Not when I'm working and I I drive a lot for work, so there's a lot of road rage. But when I'm not having to work, it's so calming. I I, I just think or I clear my thoughts. I listen to the music. I listen to an audio book. But for the most part, it's just the outdoors getting away from everyone, especially during this time with mm-hmm. the uh, pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if I'm going to be quarantined, I might as be, well as be uh, quarantined into a van yeah, and instead of a house. And there's like, you know, there's, like you said, there's no place like the outdoors in times like now, you know, mm-hmm. just being out in nature is a beautiful thing. Um, and yeah, the, the why not? I like that. You know, why not get out there and do something different for sure? You know, I spent my youth, uh, in the outdoors you know I was an only kid so I had to have a great imagination and sometimes your bedroom and your Nintendo wasn't enough so you go out there and next thing you know you're building fort castles in the in the woods Heck yeah! chasing squirrels and rabbits and you get older that kind of sticks with you I'm not chasing squirrels and rabbits anymore <laughs> <laughs> but uh the outdoors and uh, just getting in nature and speaking of that like where was your hometown where you where do you hail from uh, Texas. Uh, I, if I had to sp- pick one specific town, I guess I would have to say Beaumont, Texas. But I venture a lot between Houston, College Station, so they're a little bit more country mm-hmm. uh, in terms of more nature, outdoors, places to go, places to hunt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so I did a lot of that as a kid as well. Um, I remember going deer hunting with my dad. We'd be in the deer lease. We'd probably be like six hours from our hometown. So we, we would venture. Now, I say six hours from our hometown. Keep in mind, we're still in Texas. Mm-hmm. So we had a lot of land to go and do things in. Mm-hmm. Can you trap and stuff? Like, can you trap animals and whatnot as well? Uh, I really could not tell you. I know you can do small animals. Yeah, yeah. I think he's asking if you have that skill. If you have that skill, yeah. Oh, Not if it's, oh, like, legal. Oh. Uh, no. Yes, yeah. small animals. Yeah, Again, yeah. uh... <laughs> well, if you're ever hungry in van life, uh, The largest animal <laughs> I've ever trapped was a crocodile. Oh, my oh, gosh. That yeah. sounds scary. I was nine years old. Oh, man. Fearless. <laughs> and we kept it, and six months later... As a pet? As a pet, yes. Yeah, this is definitely a Texas (laughs) So before I tell the ending of the story, let me kind of give you a lay of the land in which I lived on. So it was some family land. So imagine like a dead-end road, two, three houses on it, all family members, 
and about 20 to 30 acres. And most of that was open field, uh-huh. just surrounded by forest. Mm-hmm. But in that area, there was a big mound. Way back in the day, uh, great-great-grandfather kind of used it as a landfill. Mm-hmm. And then my dad came in and filled it and just made it a big monster hill. Well, on the other side of that hill, we had a small pond. Now, a small pond, I'm talking like 10 by 10. Oh, wow, that's real small. <laughs> and that's where we kept the croc. So, how, I mean, how big could that croc really get being in that small pond? Oh, you know? uh, well, like I said, uh, the ending of the story goes six months later, he just up and disappeared. Ah. He was like, this pond is not good enough for me. <laughs> yeah, he needed to get bigger. He needed more fish. And what really makes it uh, surprising, I guess, like, or not so much surprising, but shocking, is we had it fenced in, and the fence went into the ground. Oh, and he was still gone. So we're wondering, how did he get out? Maybe he used his <laughs> tail and boosted himself over the fence. It could be. I wonder could if be. this alligator is a good analogy for van life, though, because it's kind of like often we're in these small areas yes. that we call home, whether we're fenced in or not. Yes. And moving into a van and starting to travel in a van lets you kind of Branch explore off. a larger pond, yeah, much larger pond. <laughs> so, I like that analogy. That was wonderful. Yeah, thank you, Good thank you. Up. I wanted to ask, um, just to give people kind of a lay of your particular, where you are in your van life journey, you've been thinking and planning for a very long time. You have the van. It's not all the way built out yet, but you're still using the van to earn an income. Yes. So, again, this is for me personally, but I will speak to those. If van life, if you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that van life is for you, then you are going to put in the work to achieve it like myself. So what I'm doing, uh, I had a job. Uh, I pretty much had my own business, like rideshare business, and when the pandemic started, I lost it all. So my income took a major hit. We're talking thousands of dollars lost every week. And so I had to find something new. Were you using your conversion van as your rideshare van? No. Back then, I still had a Jeep Grand Cherokee. Okay. I was using it. And so, then, go what ahead. You, yeah, I was going to say, what did you do? Did you sell the Grand Cherokee? And I Once the pandemic hit and my income took the hit, I finally took the plunge and said, screw it. Mm-hmm. And I sold everything. I sold my Jeep. I sold my furniture. I sold all my electronics from my TVs, my computers, mm-hmm. some of my old camera gear. Uh, I was renting at the time, but I'd been in the location for almost 11 years. So I left there and I, I sold it all. Uh, got rid of everything. Uh, I found a van. It was in Connecticut, Waterford, Connecticut. I flew there, drove it back, and then I started using the van as the uh, as my new income source. Mm-hmm. So. What, what is that income source now? Like, mm-hmm. uh, what do you do now in the van? So it's kind of changed since the moment I got the van till now. But what I am doing now is I spent a few uh, extra bucks, if you will, on a cargo trailer. And I'm using the van and the cargo trailer, and I haul things. Mm-hmm. Um, I might pick up a, a secretary desk, just a fancy desk. One day I might pick up a dog. I could pick up some fitness equipment, and I'll just take it wherever it needs to go. And normally you uh, bundle up, like you, in other words, like you get a few items to take to make the trip worthwhile, and also as well make you know enough money yes, to exactly. support yourself. 
because of the job I do, there's various different ways to go about it. Like you were saying, I that's what I do primarily. I bundle up. I get as many things as I can in a small area, and then I take it to wherever it needs to go. Or I could get one large big item, but because of my setup with the van and the trailer, I don't really have that that mm-hmm. that opportunity to do. What so. I think is cool about it though is that you can kind of pick your route. So. For example, you know you want to go from Florida to Tennessee back to Texas. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of choose jobs that will link up with that route and then essentially get your gas money paid so that you can travel where you want to travel. Precisely. And for a good example, I chose my route this time. Well, I choose my route every time, but specifically I chose it to come back to Florida so I could meet my good friends, Frankie and Alex. There you go. I could have gone to California, but I was like, and not really a fan of it, so I'm gonna go to Florida again. I feel like I wanted to write your name in the van too. <laughs> yeah, yes, and I still need to write my name in the van. <laughs> yeah. So if you guys didn't know, the way that we actually met Bart is through YouTube. He actually is one of the people that watches our channel, and then also comes in the lives all the time and chats with us. And we always have a great time with him. We actually met him in Texas at one point in time. But if you guys want to know more about Bart and where we met him and all that good stuff, make sure to check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash FNA Van Life. Sorry, I just wanted to throw that one out there real quick. But, we could link to the episode where he took us out for some amazing Texas barbecue. Yeah, in Terry Texas. Blacks. Terry oh, Blacks, Terry Blacks was so good. Uh, so it seems like that you kind of went full send. Like you, you got yourself in the van life as well as figure out a way to make a living while possibly doing van life. And what I kind of love about it is that you're picking these routes, going to these different places, living van life now at this point, sleeping in your van, but yet your van isn't fully converted. So you're kind of proof that you could live in a van without it being converted. Oh, yes. You could definitely live in your van without it being converted. Uh, Would I recommend it? Maybe not for everyone. (laughs) Yes. But there are some that could totally do it, uh, for sure. Uh, My van is completely bare. My van is what a van is when you buy a van. You're, when you typically buy a van, you're not going to think, oh, it's going to have a, a queen-size bed in it and a hot and cold uh, flow and shower. No, I don't have anything. I got four walls and a roof and a floor and a four-inch mattress. There you go. That mattress <laughs> that actually it. looked pretty plush. I thought you had it like bundled against the wall, and I was like, that looks thick. <laughs> Yes, uh, it, 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 it gets the job done. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just circle back for a second? If anybody was interested in kind of picking up hauling jobs and things like that, what are the apps that you use? Oh, there's so many different apps. So, like, this is a double-edged sword. Do I want to tell everybody the <laughs> get apps? Get some more competition? <laughs> no. Uh, I guess the other question after that to answer would be, how could they find you to haul something that they want you to haul for them? Uh, well, unfortunately, there is not a way through the apps, but if you want to deal with me directly and pay me up front, <laughs> hand, cash over hand, uh, I have my own YouTube channel. <laughs> you can message me on there. Uh, it's my name, Bart Berg, B-O-U-R-G, not Borg. <laughs> <laughs> or you can find Cyborg. me on Facebook, the same name. Or on Instagram under Traveling Fit Nerd or Exposing the Elements. Nice. We'll have uh, that all linked down below. Yes, and uh, I don't care where you're located in the United States. If you have a job for me and it's worth the money, or 
even if it's not worth the money, I can find jobs going in your direction. I mean, yeah, and sometimes the thing is, is like, maybe it's not worth the money, but it might be worth the, the experience loca- the and location. the location that it brings. Well, that might also be kind of in the flow of van life. Because yeah. sometimes maybe a job comes that takes you off your route that you were thinking, but, you know, you end up needing to be there, or you met somebody there, yeah. or it delayed you just enough that you synced up with somebody else later, or whatever the case might be. Um, so that's really just being in the flow in the moment and just going with whatever feels right. And if anyone is in Oregon or Washington, the flow would work very well. (laughs) (laughs) You can flow me over there. (laughs) Uh, I would say Canada. You can't force the flow. But with the pandemic, I can't really get into Canada. Yeah. (laughs) You can't force the flow. It will happen though. Yeah. But so what are some of these apps? Okay. So we will start at the low and I'll kind of work my way up to what I think would be the best. Yeah. So you have what I would consider your local apps if you can't really leave outside of your state or what, uh, a certain triangle of your area. You have apps like called Lala Move. That's L-A-L-A Move. You have Dolly. And then there is another one, and I'm not going to be able to tell you, but I can't remember it. But those three apps, I mean, if you, find up, if you look up Lala Move or Dolly, You'll find the other apps that are similar, but that's basically moving people from one location to another. Right, that's so that's a local app. move. Yeah, yeah, that's a moving app. Um, two of them, you don't really need a background right. check. But what, do you, what do you mean by moving apps? I didn't interrupt you, but what do you mean by moving apps is like moving somebody out of their house to a new home? Yes. Okay, that's uh, what I was wondering. And, and, and it's, they have a little, that's their main thing, moving okay. from one house to another house. They do have a little uh, odds and ends where you might pick up um, supplies from, say, Home Depot and bring it to a construction site. Okay. Um, but that's about the extent of those. Um, then you can, and I keep saying I'm a lot, so sorry for the listeners. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a big one. Uh, y'all are good, man. But then the next step up would be an app called Roadie. Now, there are two apps called Roadie. The one I'm talking about has a blue emblem. So if you're looking in your app store, and you see Rody, it's going to be the one with the blue emblem and not, I think the other one is black. Okay. And then that one, it can stay locally or it can take you across other states. When you open up that app, you see all the different jobs and those jobs range from $8 to $800. Wow. So. Yeah, that's a big difference. And then uh, I guess the echelon of the apps is the one I'm working in. It's called Uship. And that's where the big bucks come in. Nice. But <laughs> so, on that one, you were saying to us earlier that some of these people have really big trailers or they can move vehicles or, you know, mm-hmm. really big stuff. So that, even though it's the big creme de la creme, you know, if you're a van lifer like Frankie and I, maybe we could move some smaller stuff, but we can't move any bigger well, stuff. Well, and also I'm sure that there are some things that you have to get past to become a driver even. So I'm sure that there's some type of like filling out a background check or something like that. So if you have any priors or things Mm -hmm. like that, you might not be able to do something like this. Oh yeah, totally with these apps, they do, I don't know, I say they do their due diligence and check to make sure drivers aren't going to do anything, you know, like steal the things. But uh, you do have to pay for it. Uh, I believe with Uship it was 45 bucks Mm -hmm. and it took about two weeks. 
For them to approve you. To approve me. Um, they do tell you that if you have any records, D, uh, DUIs, DWIs, mm -hmm. speeding tickets, mm -hmm. you're pretty much not going to be able to get in. I'm sure mostly driving related is, yes, is a yes. lot of the stuff. So, like, I'm not discouraging anybody that has anything small on their records or anything like that. You might be able to have an opportunity with this. So, you might as well try, right? You know, you don't know until you try. And as far as what you were saying, Alex, with the, the competition and other drivers having larger vehicles or trailers... You do sort of, after a, a time working the app as a smaller driver, learning how to navigate through that. Mm -hmm. um, I was telling you guys before, um, there are two different ways that that app works as far as the customer and the driver figuring out what you're going to be paid. They have auction, they have offer. You can be in the auction group where drivers are now bidding for your service but that drives the price down. And I feel that that's where the big trucks come in because mm. they have that big load. They can drive a, a job from $800 all the way to $100 they because they to. can carry 30 different items. orders mm -hmm. at once. Where me, I can only do so much, so I go straight to the offer group. I look at what the customer is willing to pay and I agree on that. Mm -hmm. And that's why I get what I can in one area and then ship it out. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So have you felt like you found enough work to support your lifestyle in a van? Oh, totally. This job will pay for my van build. I estimate it to take about three to four months, and then I can start. And in that three to four months, I will have made almost over 30000 Wow. That's, that's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. Yo. I think I might have to get a trailer for the Yeah. Van. What are you doing, Frank? He's like, <laughs> what do you mean, Frank? This is awesome, babe. <laughs> well, to kind of relate to that, I, I, I spent $4,000 on a cargo trailer, $3,500 to be exact, so I can do this job. I right. feel like that would be kind of interesting to like vlog about, too. Like, to, oh, today we got a job. And then like you go to the job and stuff, and like, you pick up the items and you throw them in the. You know what I mean? Like, well, that I was like something I kind of cool. thought about, but I was like, hmm. Like what's Not that? For me. What's, that yeah. show, what's that show that was on TV? All the Home Depot no, no, song is going like through the, my head. The moving one. There was one with the uh, hoarders. Ah oh, man, no, it was it was people just moving items for other people. It was hmm. like drivers, and they would bid on the job just like U-Haul, right? I'm thinking of the Repo Man. Repo, yeah, <laughs> and um, I, it's like literally like four or five people set up like a. Um, like a game show almost, like where they're competing against each mm -hmm. other. And they're always bidding I for a job against each other. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so right now, it seems like you're very much like work, 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 like job here, job there. Obviously, you've taken a couple of days off to hang out with us here in Florida, which we super appreciate. Yeah. But he's going to be right back on the road and working. When you have enough money to build your van, which is the goal, are you then going to kind of like stop taking these jobs for a little while do you imagine that when you actually start living in your van full-time that you're going to be doing these jobs all the time so i have two answers there uh and i want to point out uh, side note alex is wearing the exact same socks as me but oh her, cool under armor but hers are pink mine are white <laughs> <laughs> i probably have the white ones upstairs too. so to answer your question the first one is uh, yes, once I have the money, I am going to back off the delivery service and I'm going to be in straight full build mode. Right. I, I, I'm hoping it'll only take me about two months to finish the van. Once I finish the van, I'm then going to take the time to figure out if I want to keep the cargo trailer mm -hmm. or sell it. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm still going to use the U-Ship app and move things. 
Second answer is I'm building my van to work around that job. Yeah. So not to give too much away because I'm going to start my own YouTube channel and post it all. <laughs> Everything is going to go into the walls. Right. I'm going to leave an open floor plan, literally an open floor. So you could slide anything in so that I you need to. So I can haul things. I don't have to worry How about. did we know that how to build like that? Like Brad? No, uh, Nomad Brad, Brad built his box also, truck like that. And also was, Eric. Yes. Eric had his bed go up and down yeah. and everything to fit the pool tables that he puts in because he sells pool tables. And hot tubs. And hot tubs. So um, I'm estimating to have about four feet of width and almost ten feet of length of open space. I guess the only trouble at that point would be if your van was chock full of stuff, you can't stop to sleep because then your bed is up on the wall. Well, I, I'm hoping there will be some sort of situation where I can still put the bed down. Right. Uh, worst case scenario, tented. I'm sleeping in the driver's seat. Yeah. Right. <laughs> or yeah. tented. Yeah. Yeah, because I do plan on doing a lot of uh, uh, long distance hiking into the mountains, spending, you know, two, three nights in the mountains before going back to the van. Very well, cool. I mean, if you think about it, right, um, living in a van, if you have all your expenses paid off and whatnot, it's a fairly cheap lifestyle. Very you know, cheap. If you, if you, well, your overhead is very your low. Your overhead is very low. Yeah, there are things that could arise, and they could cost just as much as repairing something in an actual house, you know, if mm -hmm. it's something uh, mechanical-related. Um, but realistically, you're gonna, you could get five to ten jobs, pay for your month of, you know, living van life for that month, especially if you're out hiking these different places. So realistically, you really only have to work a couple of days you know, just a month just gas. to pay for your mm -hmm. gas and stuff, and you're good to go, right? So as long as you could handle that much work, and then the rest could be, you know, play or hang out or do something different or, you I know. I plan on playing a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we feel you there. We love to play, you know? Yeah. I feel like, too, especially because getting into van, like getting that first drive on the road where your van is actually finished, like we're in the middle of building a van right now. It's a whole hell lot of the work. Oh, yeah. That wasn't even words because I'm so tired. <laughs> but so when you're actually done all that hard work that you just like, you know, pounded to get out, you just want to relax. Yes. You know, so maybe you take a couple of months to like really just Enjoy chill. It. Enjoy it. And then you're like, okay, maybe I could pick up some more jobs or maybe I could, yep. you know, That's see the what idea. the options Yeah. yeah. And I mean, as long as you keep like a, a healthy nest egg there, you know, that way you have something to fall back on at all times. And then, you know, then you're like, all right, I'm getting to that nest egg area. It's time for me to get and go do some work. And, and that's the kind of say or touch back on what I was saying with once the van is done, I'm going to see if I want to sell the trailer yeah. because I might continue to use it for another month or two. Mm -hmm. So I can get that extra money and yeah. then get rid of the trailer and there not have go. to worry about it. Nice. And the great thing about an investment like a trailer is – you basically buy it, you can pretty much sell it for the same amount. Which right? I plan to do. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not, it's something that basically you're borrowing for a time being until you can sell it when mm -hmm. you don't need it anymore. That's the wonderful thing about jobs like this, you know. Mm -hmm. um, it's, there's definitely a lot of opportunity there for growth, I feel like. Mm -hmm. So if you had any advice for somebody who is thinking about van life, maybe they're on the fence, maybe they're not sure, what would your kind of advice be? Hmm. Sort of a tough question because I can answer it 10 different ways. So if you know who you are in and out, 
without a doubt, if you're an outdoors person like me, then van life is totally for you. Jump right into it head first. If you're on the fence without having to spend a lot of money, either find a very, very, very used, cheap old van, throw a, a mattress in there, a couple of blankets, and go out a couple of weekends, try that. Or you can rent uh, a cruise, uh, one of those cruising RV. Mm -hmm. Now it's going to have all the, the comfort creatures, but you're away from home. Mm -hmm. You're you just let go. It's like a little mini vacation, if you will. Mm -hmm. and you can try that. But uh, yeah, either buy a used cheap vehicle or go all in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the funny thing that people do, you know, they have this dream of like what it is based on Instagram or Pinterest or whatever, and then they spend you know, $60,000 to get a brand new Mercedes, and then they spend, you know, another $40,000 converting the whole inside, and mm -hmm. then, you know, they just spent all that time and money and blah, 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 and, and then they're like, oh, I don't actually like camping. Well, so and that's the biggest thing is, like, you don't spend and buy like that until you know that you might or might not like it's it. It's not for everyone. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, that's what we did with our first van. We really weren't sure if it was for us. So we took our time to build something that was on the low budget side in the sense of van life Instagram relations, you know, uh, and we made it into a beautiful home. But all I'm getting at is that we tried to make the best decision we could knowing that this might not be the life for us. But then quickly found out it is. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's definitely a scary thing because... This is what we're used to, and you know, I say this is what we're used to. I'm talk, I'm looking at their their mom's place. We're inside mm -hmm. their mom's place right now. Frank's mom's place. <laughs> yeah. We're not brother and sister, <laughs> no. as yes. someone alluded to on a but YouTube living comment in a the house. Other day. That's that's what we grow up knowing. But I'm thinking about you know the frontier settlers. Before they were settlers, mm -hmm. this is what we naturally did. We roamed. Yeah, you know? we were we were nomads. I don't think we, as people, uh, as a species, were meant to sit in place. Oh heck no! We and get, we every get time, crazy. Yeah, I get start. Oh, I can be in a place for a day, and I'm like, ah. my point is, we're not meant to sit still. Just get out and go. Yeah, move mm -hmm. around, see something different, step outside the norm is what we like to say. Yeah. You know, it, it's definitely. Um, something that I think everybody should try once in their life, you know, especially if they're thinking about it and they wouldn't be listening to this podcast if yeah. they weren't thinking about it. Yeah. Every time I get out, I, I try to go somewhere every year. The last three years I went to California, Northern California, uh, specifically to Yosemite. So every time I went, I'd spend a, a week or two out there. I'm lost in the mountains with my camera, just shooting this mountain, that mountain, hiking up running into bobcats right. and it's every day it's the best feeling and then as soon as i get back home i'm depressed yeah not like in a clinical sense but, but i'm like I, i'm missing something yeah i think what's missing is like turning your head and looking out your window and it not be or looking like i'm looking to the right and i'm seeing a kitchen you know <laughs> what i mean like and, it, and it's not a fancy kitchen by any means or anything but it's a nice in a, kitchen. In a, in a van, you look out to and the right. You see your and you kitchen, see but you see also nature. Yeah, you can see, and, and it, it's forever changing if you want it to be. You know, it could be one spot if you want it to be. But it's all about that ever changing view 
and just the different experience that occurs when you walk outside that door every day. And don't think that we're trying to glamorize this, but no. sometimes you might look out and see Walmart. Yes, for sure. <laughs> that happens sometimes. We we make we try to make it to where we don't park at Walmart as much as possible. But that doesn't mean but, that the other you know parking lots or random streets are any more glamorous. Correct. Yeah, there's definitely there's definitely quite a few spots that you're gonna park in that aren't gonna be so glamorous. But you do spend a majority of your time in beautiful places. And I, and I brought that up. I made the glamorous comments because I hear a lot of people saying, that, oh, van, lifer, van lifers, they're just glamorizing that lifestyle. But yeah. That's not what it's really like. They do this, that, you know, parking lots. And I'm like, well, it maybe, but I'll that's take the driver. The driver depends on where they want to go. So if a driver's mm -hmm. in Walmart versus nature, and I'll take, that's on them. And I'll take that. A <laughs> uh, Walmart parking lot oh, yeah. once or four times a year to gonna... get all of all the views. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know, to exactly. visit these amazing places. That Walmart gets you to your next destination. Totally. Correct. Yeah, it's and just in a blip in your time. Glamorizing. Yeah. I would say that everyone on social media is glamorizing whatever lifestyle they That's choose. That's their living mm -hmm. People literally that. pay money to get fake pictures taken in private jets. <laughs> to make it look like they could afford to fly in private jets. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're not telling me that, you know, you putting your best picture forward or your best day forward, you know, I think that Frankie and I do a pretty good job on the YouTube channel of showing the good and the bad and mm -hmm. the, you know, the breakdowns yeah. <laughs> and the, when things aren't going <laughs> right. But then also on the flip side, you know, there's a lot of awesome and it's like, more awesome than not. I feel like a, like a war vet right now. I just had a bunch of flashbacks of all the breakdowns we were having oh, <laughs> and fixing the ball. You're going to be so glad to be oh, in our man. new van. But like, but yeah, like we said, there, there's a glamorous side of van life and then there's also the downsides of van life it's just like any other lifestyle you're gonna have good and you're gonna have bad well like do people post on you know instagram like my furnace went out today no had to call a repairman <laughs> it's a picture of their furnace <laughs> you know <laughs> like just, with, in bad lighting it's yeah. like in a basement there's a new trend on <laughs> yeah, instagram you bring a ring light. yeah there you go <laughs> they light. have that new trend on instagram where you got all these people who do the travel life and showing all their fabulous photo uh photos from their travels but the, the trend now is these same people are showing themselves what it's like behind the scenes but it still looks kind of glamorous yeah it's still cool i'm like oh you're 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 slipping in the in the water what because the wind's blowing you hard while you're trying to get this cool shot but look at the background yeah but yeah. you're still <laughs> in the mediterranean sea yeah that we're just trying to be uh gracious for these moments that we get to have in van life as well as just in life in itself, you know, because any life situation, whether it's in a house, an apartment, a van, yeah, you're gonna have your rough moments. Yeah, and I think that we we're forgetting to be grateful for all the things that we do have, you know, because we, as humans, experience a lot of things every single day. If you can find the little things that you can be grateful for, and the little messages that are in each thing, it really will set you up for a more positive mindset and positive outlook on life. I agree. All right. Well, Bart, we're going to have all your links down below. Are there any last thoughts that you want to leave our viewers with? Oh, this is where I'm supposed to say something deep and inspirational. <laughs> I mean, you say whatever you want, man. <laughs> uh, just to touch back on what we say, uh, said earlier, you know, if you want to do van life, you know, take it easy. If you're not sure, you know, do something cheap. Don't go all out. 
Uh, it's not for everyone. Uh, I'm definitely going to look forward to doing it. It's going to be my life for certainly in the next five years. And uh, yeah, so thanks for having me. Of thanks course, for man. being here. Hey, give me your your top three van life people that you follow to help you get into the lifestyle. Top three. So I got F&A Van Life. I've got T.O. Adventura with uh, Maria, Jose, and Chase. And for my third, I think I'm going to have to say, and we're talking van life, couples or people only. Yeah, yeah any, anybody who inspires you uh, in van life. Hmm, I'm going to have to say, hmm, it's a tough one. I'm going to go say Jake Frew. Jake Frew. Okay, yeah. cool. Thank Jake you. Frew. I appreciate that. I appreciate your honest answer. I'm glad that we're in there. I mean, if we weren't, I'd be kind of shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna, you know, I'm Get out of this house right now. Yeah, yeah but uh, we appreciate you guys. Thank you so much, Bart. Thank you for being here. And we hope that you have a wonderful night, man. Wow, what a crazy good time we have with Bart. Uh, just hanging out, talking about why van life, figuring out how he makes money on the road. I think that's an amazing idea of what he does. What do you think, Alex? Yeah, I think it's pretty amazing to be able to basically have all of your travels paid for. There's definitely a pro and a con to it in terms of you kind of got to get the stuff there quickly and mm -hmm. pick up as much stuff as you can. So, you know, his drive from Florida back to Texas was very much a work drive. But he gets to choose where he's going. So he could drive some of the most beautiful places if he really right. wanted to. If you're out in like the PNW and you want to travel around that area. Or you just want to drive the coast, drive, pick up yeah. something in Washington, drop Easy it way off to make the money you know, in and Southern California. have somebody else pay for the gas. Totally. So I think... The best part of it, once he's on the road full time, would be like, say he was, you know, somewhere and he wanted to go explore, you know, say he's on the East Coast and he wants to explore the West Coast, he could literally get the entire trip paid for, get out to the West Coast and then enjoy the fruits of his labor mm -hmm. for however long they last. Yeah. You know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you could do, you know, a week or two worth of work and then chill, chill for a month. Yeah. You know, if you're making that good of money doing it. Yeah, and that's definitely one of the smart ways to make money on the road. You know, like, obviously, you could be a digital nomad and make money all the time online or, you know, get a physical job where you actually have to be somewhere for a certain amount of time. But for this, it's kind of like you work when you need to work and then you travel when you want to travel and oh, then yeah. you work when you need to work. So it's like work to travel, work to travel, work to and, travel. And this is what we were talking about earlier in the other podcast when we talk about that there's literally any type of job that you could think of out there. You just have to be creative and figure it out. And there's everybody can make money while they're out on the road, to be honest. Totally. You just have to pick yourself up and say, I could do it. Because a lot of the time we put ourselves down and we don't actually perform to the best of our ability because we're not putting our best foot forward and starting off on a positive note. Beautiful, Frank. Thanks, babe. Well, we will see you guys in the next podcast. Make sure to check us out on YouTube. You can check us out on Instagram and or TikTok, all at FNA Van Life. Yes, and if you're enjoying the podcast, be sure to subscribe on whatever podcast forum you're listening on because that little vote of confidence certainly helps the podcast survive yeah. a little bit longer. <laughs> and let us know what you want uh, for a podcast because we'll definitely try to come back with some information on your questions. All right, guys. We'll see you in the next one. Peace.
Step outside the norm. If you guys are loving this FNA podcast and you want more, you're in luck. We've decided to release a special, exclusive podcast every single month that's going to take you way more behind the scenes on what van life is really like. All you have to do is just join our Patreon and we're going to hook you guys up. Patreon is a website where you can support creators that you love, hopefully like us, FNA Van Life. For a small monthly donation, you guys are going to get more podcasts from us and also direct access to our YouTube videos before they even come out. Go to FNAVanLife.com slash Patreon to sign up today and get instant access to so much behind the scenes content.